Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. All right, we are in this series, uh, and in the middle of these 21 days of prayer, I wanted to just talk about spiritual warfare because uh, as a friend and pastor to people over the last 25 years, I've seen so many people that started off strong and didn't end well, or went through seasons where it really felt like they were crippled unnecessarily because they allowed the lies of the enemy or the uh, fear and anxiety or anger to, to trip them up, to cause them to not stand. And here in Ephesians chapter six, Paul's talking to the church in Ephesus and the whole idea that he's getting across in this famous spiritual warfare text is the idea of stand, stand in the midst of the battle. So he comes to the end of Ephesians and this is the big idea that he's communicating. We're gonna read this text today. And in this series, we're taking out one piece of the armory. All right, we're going in and we're pulling one out and we're diving deep into that. And today we're gonna talk about shoes of peace. Everybody say peace. I'm going to say shoes. shoes, look at your shoes. I'm just kidding. All right, I don't know. It's just, all right, so we'll go shoes of peace today. All right, Ephesians chapter six. Here we go. Paul says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole. Can you say whole? whole. The whole armor of God. So not just one, not just a couple, but put on the whole. That means take each piece, each idea, each spiritual idea in this metaphor of the armor of God and, and put it on, all right? So that you may be able to stand, and that's the why behind this idea, against the schemes of the devil. I want you to stand. Paul wants them to stand. He wants you to stand. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, here's the reason, take up the whole armor, hits on that whole armor again, Take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. Big idea comes through over and over again, stand, stand therefore. Now he gets even more specific, having fastened onto on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Intriguing idea there. I want you to be ready, all right, by the gospel of of peace. So the idea is readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, and he's illustrating it as shoes, shoes for your feet. Verse 16, in all circumstance, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. All right, we're gonna highlight that phrase and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness or the nimbleness, it's, it's almost, it's an athletic term, Uh, apropos for today, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. And Lord, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be a people of peace. God, we pray, Lord, as we walk in this spiritual battle, that this idea of peace would mark our lives. Lord, that we would truly be able to resist the enemy, able to stand against the enemy by possessing this, this 
quality, this characteristic of peace. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that in the midst of a world that is filled with stress and anxiety, Lord, that you have enabled us as your people to be able to walk with peace. It is not impossible. And God, I ask for each one of us that it would increase in our lives. God, we ask that this would be more than a concept that we think about. May it be a reality that we live. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would protect every person here from the enemy. I pray that they would be able to stand. And I just take Paul's prayer and I ask, Lord, that you would do this over our church. We love you. We honor you. And everybody said amen. Okay, two o'clock today, big game. I'm gonna start with the Chiefs illustration. I don't know if this is gonna work, but I'm gonna try it. (laughs) All right, so just to kind of fit the day. But here's the idea, all right? In battle, uh, as Paul speaks here, he's talking about the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And he talks about it in the language of shoes. So the idea here in a spiritual battle is Paul goes through and talks about different armor. And what's happening here is Paul's coming to the end. He's writing to the church in Ephesus. He's trying to communicate that he wants them to prosper. He wants them to win. He wants the church not to give up. He wants them to stand. He wants them to defeat the attack of the enemy. So the enemy's on the attack and that's the big idea. And he's saying, I want you to be able to stand. And so in this, he pulls out these different parts of armor, probably chained to a Roman guard. He's using what would be common for all of them because all of them uh, would have known what, what the Romans wear. They see it. It's a part of their life. It's, it's not, for us, we kind of think movies. Maybe we think a little bit of history, history books. But for them, it would be a part of their common life. For you, it'd be like a barista. You know what they look like. All right, so just kidding. Not funny. All right, tried it. Won't do that next service. But, but it's the idea of, of looking at what they see as a current soldier in a, in, a, in a Roman garb and wanting to illustrate how each one of them should take up different components. And so he breaks down and when he talks about shoes, he talks about the shoes of peace. And the idea here is this readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, it's, it's ready. It's a stance that is uh, able to move quickly or be nimble. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's unable to have uh, the, the person that's attacking me able to take me out. I'm able to move. And so actually, when you look at what a Roman soldier's shoe was like, it would be kind of similar to what we would see as a football cleat. Uh-huh. All right. So when you look at, uh, just say hypothetically that a sports team had a quarterback that was the best scrambler in the league. Hypothetically, if, if you had a team like that and you had a quarterback like that, well, what made him great was that he was able to move quickly and resist the enemy, right? If he was wearing flip-flops, Patrick Mahomes is wearing flip-flops, not smart. Wearing cleats, better day. And the illustration here is that in these shoes of peace, when the enemy attacks, it doesn't knock you over. It doesn't cause you to stumble. You don't fall down. You're able to stand. And whether it's stand and the idea of kind of get my firm grip and, 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 and not go down or whether it means to be able to move, Either way, the the big idea that Paul is saying here is that you're able to stand against the attack of the enemy because you've got peace, you're you're quick, you're able to move. And and this is one of the key principles in the Christian life for helping you not get taken out by the enemy. Because if you're a person filled with stress and anxiety, fundamentally, it is a dependence on me instead of a dependence on God fundamentally, it's little things can take me out. Stresses and anxieties of this life can take me out. 
because I'm not rooted in peace that comes from God. And so it's a supernatural peace. Paul talks about it as a fruit of the spirit. Paul encourages us to put on shoes of peace. My encouragement to you today is for you to think about in the battle that you're in, how much peace are you finding in God versus how much peace are you finding in your circumstances being good? Because peace, because your circumstances are good, is not supernatural peace. Peace because your circumstances are good is temporary because circumstances are not going to be good forever. But for the way of the Christian, it is this finding my rootedness, finding my stance, finding my ability to dodge the schemes of the enemy because I have a supernatural peace that comes from Jesus. And Jesus talks this way in John. He looks at his disciples, two places. I'm going to start in chapter 14. He looks at his disciples. He says this. He says, peace I leave you and my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So I wanna, I wanna contrast two kinds of peace there because he talks about the peace that he gives versus the peace that the world gives, all right? But he also says it one more time before we have the high priestly prayer and Jesus going to the cross, he says it again to his disciples. And in this context, he tells them there's gonna be trials. There's gonna be uh, hardships. He's, verse 33, I've said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. Where does the peace come from? It comes from me. He looks at his disciples. So it's not gonna be in circumstance. It's gonna be in a person. Peace comes from a person. Peace comes from Christ. That, you may, that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will, in this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. Why? I have overcome the world. All right, so here's the idea. The idea is there's going to be trials. There's gonna be hardship. I want you to find peace, Jesus says to his disciples, in me. And Jesus is looking at them and saying, don't find peace the way that the world finds peace. I want you to find peace that I give to you. So for our context, this is a challenge because it's easy for us, honestly, because we have so much. If it, when we look at uh, the poverty throughout world history, when you look even around uh, the world today, it, it's, it's not all cultures that are trying to get, if I can get the car right, the finance right, the retirement right, if I can get the clothes right, get the relationships right, if I can get the vacation right, and I can, if I can get all these things right. Very few cultures are wealthy enough that people even attempt that. Most of them have this brokenness. And in some ways, I think that's one of the reasons why we have, as a culture have constant anxiety and stress because we have this false carrot out there that we can achieve it. With this false carrot out there that thinks, on my own strength, I can depend on me and I can find inner peace. I can find peace in me when peace only comes from Jesus. True peace comes from Christ. That's what he says here to the disciples. He says it comes from me. And so it is our aim to shift from finding peace the way that the world finds peace into finding peace the way that Jesus tells his disciples to find peace, finding peace the way that Paul tells the church in Ephesus to find peace, and it's defined peace. My peace comes from my relationship with Jesus. Peace comes from a person. Peace is in Christ. And as simple as that is to say, it's very difficult to do. As simple as it is to even imagine, trying to find a way to do that in our lives can be challenging. And there's this great moment where Jesus looks at his disciples uh, in the storm. And we know the story where the big uh, storm comes in. 
Jesus speaks to the storm. And oftentimes the takeaway from that text, where Jesus calms the storm, looks at the disciples, is that Jesus wants to calm your storms um, or that the disciples respond and they go, who is he? Wow. But I want you just to look in addition to that at this moment where Jesus looks back at them in Luke 8 and he says to the disciples in the midst of storm, chaos, he calms it. He looks back at them and he goes, so where's your faith? So in so doing, he's not saying go find faith. He's telling them to access their faith, okay? Here's what I want to encourage you with. I want to encourage you with a step in growing in the peace of God is knowing that you said yes to the finished work of the cross. You've said yes to Jesus. Jesus has taken up residency inside of you. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. So you're walking with God and you have the capacity to access supernatural peace. The question is, will you access it? The question is, in the midst of the storm, will you go after peace the way that the world goes after peace? Or will you go to Jesus? Will you go to that relationship? What will you look like in the moment of trial? What will you look like when the challenges come? When you face that difficulty, when you face that challenge at work, what will you do? How will you grow in peace when the temptation is? So much stress, so much anxiety, I can't sleep at night. So it's the decision, am I going to go in and pursue God and say, all right, Jesus, I'm coming to you with this, or will my response be outward? Will I go, oh, uh, let's, go let's go do six hours on and creating more tasks. When you're driving in the car and you start to have that anxiety and that stress, will you go vertical, pray, enter relationship, or is the way to handle it Always pick up the phone and tell someone else what to do. Always start taking it on to me. Self-dependent instead of God-dependent. Challenging to live a God-dependent life. Challenging to have such rest, such prayer, such meditation on God that I, I walk with peace in the midst of the storm. I wanna invite you to think about accessing it. My uh, daughter, Olivia, she is 12. She's, um, and she, she loves hot chocolate. It like, she loves a lot of things, but more, I mean, it's, it's like top of the list. It's amazing. Um, and so, uh, on, on our times together, when she and I go out on our, like our little dates, uh, she would prefer hot chocolate to steak or pizza or food. Like she loves hot chocolate. And, um, so for her birthday, uh, she got birthday money and she decided with her birthday money to go buy a frother, a milk frother, uh, to help make her hot chocolate better. But her mom, Renata, who is like Lady Wisdom in all of my sermon illustrations, looked at young Olivia and said, Olivia, no need to spend your birthday money on a frother. We already have a frother. And Olivia said, I can't find it. I don't know that we really do. And she risked going against Lady Wisdom and spent her birthday money on a new frother only to find within 24 hours of returning home that Renata showed her where the frother was and the whole time we actually had a frother. All right, here's the reality. You and I oftentimes are in this quest. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna find what I already have if I'll pursue it, correct? You've got access to peace. You've got access and we live with perpetual stress. I mean, worry, anxiety is a hallmark of our culture and it's this self-dependency. And I wanna invite you today, as you look at 
fighting the enemy, as you look at standing firm, I want to invite you to do some things to take a step in growing to where it's true peace in your heart, real peace, to where, to where the waves can come in, can crash against you. Difficulty can come in. That financial challenge can come in. That person that speaks negatively against you, that person that criticizes your business, that person that you think is a threat that you want to take out, And we constantly live in the question, how will I respond in the midst of challenging circumstance? All of us are in it. Jesus said we would go through tribulations. You're gonna continue to go through battles. The battles are here to stay. The question is, how will you respond in the midst of the battle? Have you ever been to uh, the beach, like the rocky beach with the big rocks? Not like a sand beach where you lay out, but where you see like huge waves come in and, and, and there'll be like a big rock that gets completely covered by the water. And you'll just see this, the the water come in and huge rock and it gets not just hit by the waves, but then it completely covers it. And for a moment, it looks like it's completely buried until the water goes back out again. And one of the beauties of it is to see the strength of the rock that even when those huge waves come in, the, the, the rock remains. And when I think about this church, when I think about your situation, My dream is, is that we can find such peace in Christ that when those circumstances, when the enemy comes and he comes and attacks, your relationship, your friendship, your courage, your strength in Christ gives you the stamina, the strength to have supernatural peace in whatever storm that you're in but you have to access it. You gotta be someone that chooses it. I wanna give you a few ways to grow in the area of supernatural peace. The world says peace from the outside, outside in, that's how you get peace, right? Peace from circumstance getting right. And if you'll just get all these things right, then you'll have some peace. And the truth is, is that a lot of times, yeah, once you get circumstances right, it's, it's easy to have some peace. The problem is, is it's, it's temporary. It's, it's short term. Nobody has all the circumstances right for very long, right? You get one thing, you get, you, let's say that there's 10. It's a matter of time before, ah, there's some reason to have stress and anxiety. There's some reason there's something with your child. There's something with the bank account. There's something with what, I mean, that way of living, let's find Peace on a plate, peace in a pill, peace on a screen, peace, whatever we can outside so that I can finally just rest. But it's a rat race, can't fulfill, impossible. Peace that comes from Jesus, he says, I give you my peace, is inside out. So I possess supernatural peace that comes from Christ. And then whatever circumstance I go through, I can go through any trial, any wave, anything that crashes against me, and I have peace. It's why it's, we marvel at some of the church history martyrs who are able to even go to their death with peace. You look at it and you go, how on earth could you stand for Christ and be tortured? We read about even the suffering that that the early church experienced, and it is supernatural. And I just want to encourage you, it doesn't just have to be for them in that day. Today, in our culture, in 2020, it's possible for us to walk with supernatural peace. 
It's possible for you in the midst of your circumstance to get out of the perpetual way of finding peace being, I'm gonna get all these outward circumstances right and to begin this relationship with God and grow in the relationship with God. Think different, pray different, rest different and grow in having a root system, a rock, almost even like a, a warrior or a quarterback that you just can't take down. Like gravity seems to be affecting all of us in this room in a way different than it affects Patrick Mahomes, right? He's just a little bit better than we are when it comes to not going down. If you had that defense after you, you'd go down a lot faster, right? And I'm just telling you, it's possible for you to grow. It's possible for you to be able to resist. It's possible for you to be able to stand. It's possible for you, <laughs> I'm, I won't try to, anyway, uh, to, to, get, to get stronger. And that's the vision today. The vision is to just get stronger. So a few ideas to lock in on this, it, 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 to get better is this. Uh, number one, how do I do it, David? How, how do I grow in having supernatural peace? Few things. Number one, think, let your thoughts be in context to eternity. So in the way that you process, in the way that you think your thoughts each day, it's trying to think not in temporary, micro, but to think eternal. Here's the way Paul says it to the church in Corinth, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4.16, it says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly, there's the juxtaposition of outwardly and inwardly, yet outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day, then he says this, for our light and momentary troubles, which you know, Paul's going through more troubles than you're going through, just so you know. If you haven't been beaten with rods recently or spent the night out on open sea or whipped 39 times, you're doing pretty good. All right. Uh, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So it's this, I, I want you to lock in with a way to grow in supernatural peace is to have a mindset where you see, you look into the spiritual realm and you think in terms of eternity. With me? So we're talking about spiritual warfare here. We're talking about being able to stand against the enemy's schemes. And if in a culture that so pushes live for now, if you're able to see in an eternal way. If you're able to think, not just time, but think eternal. And that's, that's the idea here. Because when you have that, Paul facing those kinds of things, shipwrecked, beaten with rods, whipped, and he's calling it these momentary troubles. He, the only way that you can call the level of suffering that he goes through momentary troubles or momentary affliction, momentary hardships, is if you're looking in light of all of the eternal glory, the etern all of eternity, with what Jesus has done for you. Jesus takes up residency inside of you. Jesus returning, being with him forever. In light of all that, then this is momentary. This is not forever. This is small. But if you don't have that picture, then this is unsurvival. This is miserable. I can't handle this. But when you look at a big picture, when you look at an eternal picture, it helps you. This is a little silly. I'm going to risk it for Chief's kingdom's sake because I don't know if Chief's fans can really understand my sermon unless I give at least two illustrations. So here we go. All right, ready? So let's just pretend. All right, last week, big comeback from Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> and uh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going for it. Uh, 
And he's got the big win, 51 points. All right, it looks like getting rocked. Then it looks like a good game. Then it looks like blowing him out. And so imagine if at the end of the game, there's the interviewer. And how do, how do you feel? What are you thinking, Patrick? Imagine this response on national television after the big win. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, I got this mosquito bite over here that's just bugging me. What? I'm a little cold. Oh, I kind of feel a little hungry. Oh, I wish I had a little more Gatorade right now. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a weird thing to say in that moment. Why? Because the macro picture is, hey, AFC home game, come on. It's, the championship game is coming home. This is a big win. You just broke some records. What's up? That's the bigger story. And here's the reality for us. When you have a bigger story, when you have a macro story, when you're looking at who you are in Christ, where the, who Jesus is, and, and you look at eternity, then when you face these trials, then when you face these small things, it, what's coming out of you is not these momentary afflictions that seem to be knocking you over. No, you're able to just, you're able to stand. Yeah, I may face these trials, but compared to who I am in Christ, compared to a trillion years with Jesus, compared to spiritual rewards in eternity, compared to the fact that I once was in ashes and he saved me and now I'm redeemed and I have eternal life, compared to what I have in Christ, that the anxiety about the job is not going to destroy me. The anxiety that I have about how I'm gonna pay for such and such this month is not going to knock me out. The, the anxiety, that I had, the pressure that I feel to please so-and-so is not, no, those things pale in comparison. I'm telling you, one of the first steps to growing and finding peace in God is having a viewpoint of eternity, having a viewpoint of what matters. Second one is this. This is the famous one. This is the one that is probably the most common text in regard to anxiety or, or to peace. But look at this. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, Paul says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the famous text, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. That's the big idea. It's supernatural. It's, it doesn't even make sense. Which transcends all understanding will guard your, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So first, I wanna invite you, when growing supernatural peace, we think different. Second idea is take it to God in prayer. So there's lots of different ways. And we as a church, we're, it's just like a battering ram. We're just coming after you with prayer, right? Like, those are so funny. People that just started coming to radio, they're like, oh, hey, we got 21 days of prayer. Then we got a sermon series on spending time alone with God. And then we got like this perpetual prayer meeting. It seems like prayer is a big deal. Yeah, that's all right. That's right. So we're just trying to create an opportunity where if you get that prayer thing, <laughs> I mean, you get pray first, you'd be surprised how much easier the battle is. You get that connection relationship to God, you'll be surprised how much anxiety begins to decrease. And that's the idea that Paul says here. He says, present these requests to God and the peace of God. So I wanna invite you to think about, even as you're going through this, day, this season of 21 days, to in addition to thinking about the prayer time with God, even the prayer gathering with the saints, to think about prayer each day as you face it. So when the worry comes, right? So I'll, I'll take it for me, right? When I have worry, all right, on Saturday night, like, oh man, we got trucks and trailers that got to work tomorrow. 
I gotta preach tomorrow, right? That's the moment where I tend to have anxiety, Saturday night, right? And so whoever wrote that song, Easy Like Sunday Morning, whew, he was not a preacher. Um, because <laughs> this is my number one, ain't easy, all right? That's the time that I, that I start to have, when my anxiety is tested. So that's the moment where, for me, am I, gonna allow, am I gonna allow lies to get in? Am I gonna allow the enemy to take me out? Or am I gonna take it to God, all right? Now, your context. You face moments where it's hard to sleep. You face moments where you suddenly possess Maybe it comes out with anger because suddenly that anxiety is, is, is starting to bottle up within you. Stress in our culture is so high. The people of God have access to supernatural peace if we will access it. And I wanna invite you when you face that on the drive, instead of picking up the phone every time, start taking it to God. Instead of saying, I'll just figure out another task list, take it to God. Instead of yelling at your spouse because you're feeling the stress of how we're going to make it this month, Peter says, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. So you experience stress and you're not alone. We all do. The question is, what are you going to do in that moment? And so you can worry or you can war. I'm taking it to God. And war, big metaphor, sounds kind of military. Here's what I mean by war. Oh, God, help. It's prayer. Oh, God, <laughs> I need you. It, I'm just saying it doesn't even necessarily have to start with some big, beautiful thing where you're like, I memorized Philippians 4, 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Here I am, oh, Father. No, no, no. Here's a mind looks, dear God, I need you. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. That, that's okay. Start there, but take it to God. If I, if I don't do that, then here's what it looks like. Renata, right? <laughs> ah! Too vulnerable, all right? <laughs> Spontaneous illustrations never work. All right, Cor uh, uh, Cor Corey Tenboom said it this way. Listen, to this. she said this. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at one. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. So, all right, God, I need enough strength for today. And so, God, I'm not going to worry today. I'm going to pray today. All right? Your prayer life gets better. Your worries decrease. Your relationship with God, where you're coming before him, and I see like he sees. I'm thinking different. I'm talking different. Because instead of talking to people that can't fix my problems, I talk to the God who can. Oh, you've got supernatural power. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way this says in Job that when we look at creation, we see just a whisper of his power. Hmm. He's the creator that just and creates the heavens and the earth. He has the power to do supernatural work in your life. So go to the one who can actually do something with all of your worries. Come before him. God, you see this. I trust you. And you'll watch the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which is code word for supernatural. Whoa, God at work. Martin Luther said this, pray and let God worry. <laughs> Oh, all right, 
I'll let you, I'll, I'll just cast this, I'll just cast this on God. That's why one of the most powerful things, that's why I'm just so hoping that you in your, whether, I listen, if it takes you a year to get used to Radiant Church and then it step into a small group, okay. If it takes you two years, okay. But you gotta know, around here, I got a dream that you would end up with some comrades, some friends, because in my life, whew, comrades, help me. Comrades, help me. Oh yeah, David, cast my cares on God. I dream about there's, that there's pray, little prayer groups. And the small group could just be three dudes sitting at a coffee shop. It doesn't have to be that you exegetically work through the book of Leviticus. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to have, you know, sit around and talk about lust every Thursday, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Might delete that from the next week. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, it can be this. <laughs> hey, how can I pray for you? Here's where I'm tempted to have stress and anxiety. Help, pray for me with this. How can I pray for you? Uh, pray for me with this. Okay, pray for me with this. All right, and then the three of us. All right, God, we pray, we ask, we take it to you. I'm telling you, that's a powerful group. And, and before you know it, you're quoting little scriptures to each other. Well, you know, I did hear that one time where Paul said, don't be anxious about anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now we got the Bible and prayer, word and spirit. What's up? This is a dynamic small group, right? Like, but those relationships will help you. So I got a dream that some of you even that have said, no, 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 I'm not really a small group person, that you would start to even think, I could lead that. I could, I could lead that. Dude, how can I pray for you, bruh? That's it. That's it. Start there, right? And then, see, I can pick on dudes. Like, all the dudes right now, they're like this, like uh, crossing their arms. You don't pick on the ladies, all right? They're already a deep well anywhere. They're like, their, their prayer means go, their prayer small groups go for like four hours. <laughs> Guys are like, my, my, my small group's awesome. It's seven minutes. It's a text thread. No, just kidding. That's not it. All right. All right, here we go. Last one is this. All right, last one is this idea. Okay, so I think different. I talk to God, I pray. And then the last one is to rest in Christ or rest in Jesus. In other words, we don't rest well because this is America. We can achieve and, and if I'll just, I mean, every medium, every outlet is telling us a new way to make more money, be successful, or if you'll just exert yourself, you, you too can be successful. But listen to the way Jesus talks in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I'm gonna put the David Perkins version on it. Come to me, all who are stressed out, and I will give you rest. Oh, it comes from God. Rest. There's supernatural rest that comes from Christ. Jesus says, I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. God at work. Stress and anxiety reveal self-dependency. And the cure for it is God-dependency. Throw it on you, God. I'm going to pray and let you handle it. I'm going to give it to you and let God supernaturally do work in your life beyond what you can do, what God can do. Hard for us to do because we like to exert ourselves. We got, we got gifts, skills, talent, strengths. What's up? I got, I can, no, no, no. Just cast it on God. Just let him, 
Let him take your ashes and make it beautiful. Let him take your weary soul and give you strength. Let him be at work. What's your job? Come to him. Pray. 21 days of prayer. Let's come before him. Watch him give you supernatural strength. About 2002, uh, my family, my extended family, we all went to a cabin in the mountains of Colorado together. And um, I had just bought, which before any of us had kids, and I had just bought a, uh, a new four-wheel drive truck. Not truck, like pickup, but like uh, SUV. And uh, I was kind of like, I was, le- I was the one that lived in Colorado. Nobody else did. And we're going up into the mountains. I was the one that got the cabin. And so I was kind of in this moment of kind of flexing a little bit. Like I'm 25, independent, got my wife, got my four-wheel drive, live in Colorado. Wazzle, watch me. And so I had like all the, all, all the cars, my dad and my mom in a car, and then Dana and her husband in a car, and Deborah and, her, and Dan and his, I think his girlfriend. Whoops. Uh, yeah, someone else. Yeah. Anyway, and so there's a snake of cars like behind me, right? And so um, we're driving up in the mountains. And for whatever dumb reason, I, uh, I just saw this like little like snow and I just saw like this field where I was like, I'm just gonna show off for a minute and just show off my new truck, right? Like, what's up, right? Like, might be 5'5", five, five, but I got myself a big old truck. I can do this. <laughs> so I put it in four-wheel drive and it's one of those moments where Renata is like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. And I just went, and just drove straight into the ditch in the snow and just like within three seconds, like just. And uh, everybody stopped. <laughs> and my brother-in-law goes, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> And luckily my brother-in-law, he pulls out this chain and he <laughs> hooks it to my truck and in his weak old not nearly as cool as mine truck pulls me out of the ditch no strength I wasn't I didn't even have the car on let me just put it neutral no power here's what I encourage you with today not your power not your strength just let God be at work in your life just surrender he's got more strength than you do he'll work supernaturally he'll pull you out of that thing that's creating the stress rest go to him God I want to see like you see I live in a culture where it's my temptation is just see like I see I want to see like you see I can this little stuff won't get to me if I can see like you see I'm going to just give it to you anyway I'm going to take it to God in prayer. I'm going to rest. Let you do the work. You, you, you be at work in this circumstance. My trust is not in myself. My trust is in you. You bow your heads with me. Let me pray for you. Father, I ask that you would be at work today in each person here today. I thank you for Radiant Church. I thank you for every child, teenager, young adult, man, woman. I pray, Lord Jesus, you give them supernatural peace. It's you at work, God. Would you just take one thing and just say, God, I give you this. 
something that's robbing you of your peace right now. Prayer is your pathway to peace. So God, I give you my finances. I give you this relationship. I give you my job. I give you my hatred. It started to creep in. Rob me of peace. Father, I ask for miracles all across the room today. I pray that it's just right now you'd work in their hearts and their lives. Cast your care on him. Peter says, because he cares. He cares. I pray for fear, stress, and anxiety to dissipate and fade. I pray for the peace of God to rule and reign in our hearts today. If you're here today and you want to begin a journey with Jesus, you've just realizing, I want to know God. He wants relationship with you. Maybe you feel like you're in the ditch and you just need God to pull you out of the ditch today. Doesn't matter how messed up, broken, addicted you are. You can have relationship with God. You can begin that just by praying this prayer. It's not the only thing that you need to say in your relationship with God, but it's a good start. Just say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. Save me today. Be the Lord of my life. Not my way, but yours. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. You're our hope, our reward, our strength, our future, and our joy. Come. For the person that just gave their life to Christ, to the person who's been saved for six decades, do a supernatural work in our lives today. We need God. I love you, Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. Let's.